I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple different things. Right now, I'm in the book of Isaiah, and this book is a book about prophecy and judgment and redemption. And so it's it's pretty good. I think, you know, judgment can sound harsh. However, the righteous rejoice when judgment comes because, you know, throughout time, as long as there's been humans, there has been wicked things that have happened that deserve punishment and judgment. And so when the righteous king comes and does those things, then those that have been afflicted for so long, just like, you know, if a criminal does something against you and your family and you have your day in court and the judge judges righteously, then, you know, you rejoice in victory over that. I think in our, you know, day and age right now, because we're alive and this is what we see with our own eyes and the things that we experience ourselves is, you know, you see a lot of wicked things happening. You see a lot of unjust things happening. And I think we kind of get in this mindset, I don't know about y'all, where all this wickedness is happening and it just seems to continue to progress and progress and get worse. And then you just kind of are just like, well, this is just going to be what it's like until Jesus comes back. You know, the Bible says it like we're just going to be a hot mess down here. And um, and then you just kind of give up in a way because you're just like, it, this is just what it is. And people are going to act like this. And and so what can you do? And we don't really see that God wants to continue to still move here, right? You know, we hear about go and make disciples of all nations. And so we know we're supposed to go witness and tell others about the goodness of God and how he can save them and change their life and forgive them of their sins and how he paid that payment for them so they wouldn't have to go to hell. But for some reason, even though like for me, I know that all the other stuff, you know, that that happens, I'm just like, well, that's just... That's just the wickedness of the world. That's just what it's going to be. And I I think when we get in that mindset, it really just kind of blinds us and unmotivates us to really seek the Lord and say like, hey, what do you want to do in this situation? Please use me like however you want. And, And I want to be available to you. And I want to see people the way that you see them. And I know you're not done yet. I know you're not finished yet. You know, I know heaven's not going to be here on earth and there's going to still be wicked stuff that happens, but I don't want to just accept this and be like, well, you know, the battle's just won down here from Satan because he's the prince of the world. So what can he do? Um, I I want to be in the mindset of God, you are (laughs) alive and able and you're sovereign and you're all powerful. You're all knowing you're everywhere. You want people to come to you. You want to be in a right relationship with people. You want to help save them. That's why we call him the savior, right? The Messiah. So anyways, that's something I I wanted to talk about because it's something that I often think without knowing I'm thinking it, you know, just maybe my reactions. And so it's just good to keep in mind that, you know, God wants us to be willing to be used to bring victory, which is people being reconciled to him and being delivered. So I don't know if y'all have that kind of I want to say give up attitude, but just maybe apathetic, you know, just this is just the way it is. And so just kind of having that mindset. I'm reading Isaiah 25 and 26 uh, right now, and I just wanted to share a couple verses. So 
chapter 25 verse 1 says O Lord thou art my God I will exalt thee I will praise thy name for thou hast done wonderful things thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth I think when we spend time with the Lord it's so good to really just praise him for who he is and really realize you know God is all-knowing and he is faithful and he is truth and we can praise him for these things and then in chapter 26 verses 8 and 9 it says yea in the way of thy judgments O Lord have we waited for thee the desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee with my soul have I desired thee in the night yea with my spirit within me will I seek thee early for when thy judgments are in the earth the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness and just really seeing like how much they desire God and want what he wants and wants his righteousness um i think we can oftentimes get really jaded and apathetic not to just how this world is but just to who god is and then just kind of go about our 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 life our business do the things because they're right and that's what we're supposed to do as christians we're supposed to read our bibles we're supposed to pray and we're going through it like it's a ritual and not like it really has true transformative meaning. I know this probably doesn't seem related at all, but um, I know I have talked about me and my husband going through marriage counseling and, you know, it was a really hard time in our life. There were things that just kind of had to come to a head and it was great that it did. And it was awesome that my pastor in our church was there to help us walk through things so that we could be living in an abundant life that God wants from us, treating each other the way that God wants from us. And again, I just feel like I should say like adultery was not involved, (laughs) you know, but just sometimes it's like you get so dysfunctional and then you hate each other. And, and so that was a hard time. And I am so thankful and I praise God for who he is, that he was so kind that if we were willing to do it God's way, that God would restore our marriage. And he did. And I am so thankful for that. I think that Satan is always on the move. And so he's like, hey, you get one thing fixed over here and then a wheel falls off over here. We think about that, you know, Satan's always trying to get us off track. And I think probably like to be honest, one of the things that I struggle with right now is having my heart divided because, you know, now that me and my husband are restored, I, I do struggle with probably paying more attention to my husband than I am with the Lord instead of keeping the Lord first it's I'm I'm constantly in this struggle of wanting to put my husband there and I think it's it's great to put your husband up on top of their priority list but God should always be first and so that's just something that I really want to make sure that God is my first love and that God is the most important and of course if that is true then everything else under that is going to be great because we're going to be doing it God's way we're going to have God be king on the throne where he belongs and so we're going to be able to live in a spirit and not have those hindrances and those footholds uh, that are usually there when anything else is in the throne on the throne seat so That's something I'm kind of working through right now, to be honest. I love God. You know, I go to church. We do all these things. But I I think then when you have somebody tangible in front of your face, it's like you give them that affection and you give them all that love. And it's not like God says you can't love people. The only person, you know, the only thing you can love is him. But when you love God with everything, then you actually can love people better. 
And so anyways, I think something that was really important to me that I wanted to mention to you guys, and I'll link the episode in the show notes, but I listened to the Postscript show, and it's a Christian podcast, and man, this episode was so good. They they have really good episodes anyway, but this one I think God was just really using in my life right now. And so this episode that I'm talking about is episode 161. It's called Quiet Time and Growing in Relationship with Christ. And it's with Brandon Briscoe and Kenny Morgan. They are really great teachers. I've taken LFBI class, Living Faith Bible Institute class uh, from both of them before. They've come down to our church uh, during discipleship conference and taught. Man, I probably for the first time actually got to hear Kenny talk this past March, and he is such a humble guy. I mean, he's genuine and he's really humble. I want to more than encourage y'all. I don't know what the word is for more than encourage y'all um, to go and listen to that episode. It, it, man, it moved me, and I was like, oh yeah, like I, I love feeling close to the Lord. Like not just I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, you know. I know He loves me. He's a good Father, but like just that, that burning passion for him and that in love feeling with him and it's not all about feelings but you your feelings are a gauge to what where where you're at with things and so I actually ended up taking like physical notes (laughs) when I was listening to their episode because I was like okay I need to write this down like these are things for me these are things that I need to make sure that I'm pursuing because again as a Christian as a Christ follower you know the things you're supposed to be doing and you know you love God but as far as like really pursuing God with that whole heart that's something that I need to be even more intentional about and not just like it's just so easy to turn into a checklist so I'm I asked them if it was okay if I shared some of the pointers that they had from I don't want to say pointers just some of the things that they had from the episode on here but I'm linking it to their episode because it's probably an hour worth of just really good stuff. Y'all just need to go listen to it. It's just what I'm saying. So here's some of the things that I wrote down. God is always with us, you know, if you're saved. Um, He's always walking with you. But after our quiet times, we usually go on about our lives. And he's talking about, you know, don't quench or quiet the spirit. He's always moving to keep us intimate with the Lord. I think that's really sweet. (laughs) And, uh, And to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Respond to his prompts. He reminds us throughout the day of what God said from his word and, you know, of of who he is and to come to God with your sins. You know, gosh, it's like we know that God knows, but like for some reason we still avoid God. Why are we why are we this way? He was saying, come to God with with our sins. He knows them already and it doesn't move his love barometer for you. Right. All he wants is our right, our relationship to be back in track and so knowing that we have that safety in the Lord and I think I think a lot of times we don't go to God because we don't want to change what we're doing and confront it and then but then when you do go to the Lord in that way and you're like why am I holding on to dumb crap you know like this is that stuff is so not worth it like and I'm sitting here missing out on all this stuff and so anyways that's not what they said that's what I'm saying right The other things they were saying is uh, God is seeking true worshipers. So that's personal worship also uh, that we usually have our corporate worship down. But as far as like actually worshiping God in our private life, 
it's usually not existent. And so, again, we might be reading our Bible, we might be praying, but it's just more of a ritual thing and not actually meeting with God. And he had mentioned that a quiet sin is usually boredom with God. Like we have mastered God and who he is. And so I think he even mentioned that a lot of times if we've been walking with the Lord for so long and maybe we're helping, you know, so much in ministry and maybe we've got, you know, uh, respectable positions in church and whatever, then we look at the quiet time as like something that babes in Christ need to do and not something that we even need to bother spending time with because, you know, we've arrived. He says, how do you know you've met with God? Maybe you have a zeal for sound doctrine, but you don't have a zeal for God personally. And Brandon Briscoe had mentioned, you know, you know you have met with God because you have like a kindling in your heart. You have an intimacy with the Lord. Um, You are able to feel like you've really spent time with him and that he's actually talking with you. There is a bigger change that happens to you than just going to, this is what I'm saying, than going to the Bible, reading some words and being like, okay, you know, I've learned something today or I haven't, I've already heard this already, but hey, check, I I spent time with the Lord, so there we go. And it's totally not spending time with the Lord. It's It's just reading the Bible. And I say, that sounds weird. It's just reading the Bible. The Bible is important. However, you have to go in it looking to to meet with the creator, to having that special, intimate, real time with the Lord and not to just check off a box. And I think sometimes it's hard to admit to getting to an apathetic stage you know, whether you're distracted by other junk in your life, but you might still say, but I read my Bible every day, but I pray every day, but you're not really meeting with God every day. And I think that's just something that we all need to examine our hearts and say like, okay, I might be going to heaven, but do I have a real ongoing relationship with God every day? Do I have a deep, intimate meeting with him every day? And is, is that something important to me? And he also mentioned, uh, Kenny Morgan did, he said, ministry is a blessing, but it's greedy. Not meaning that the people are wrong and ugly or anything like that, but it is so easy to get involved in too many things at church because maybe it makes us feel good. Maybe we're people pleasers and we want to help. And there's always things at church that need to be filled, like positions. I mean, every everywhere, all the time. And so then you end up getting plugged in all over the place. And one, I think then you start probably feeling a little too important. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I am somebody. But also you end up getting so stretched. You're so frazzled that maybe even so the time that you do have at home, you just want to rest and you want to take a break from it because, hey, you're serving God at church. So surely you don't need to spend time with God at home. Um, And that is so further from the truth, because obviously if you're not spending time with God, like really for real, then you're going to be not able to see the temperance that you need in your life uh, to make sure that you're only getting involved in the things that he wants you to get involved in. You'll be pleasing man and not the Lord or, you know, glorifying yourself or whatnot. And, and you're going to be going off your own flesh 
and not walking in the spirit and therefore not being led by God and and what he wants for you to be doing. And so I think it's something that if you do follow the Lord and you are plugged into church that you look and you say, am I doing the things at church that God wants me to do? And am I still making time at home to be able to have that intimate relationship with the Lord? And so whatever you need to do, whatever that means, protect your meetings with the Lord. It's it's more than just sitting down and reading the word and praying. It's meditating on what he has to say, really listening to what he's saying, really seeking him as if he was real. Because I think I think a lot of times we get involved and, and like I said, because we can't see him and feel him, we're just like, okay, well, I did this thing because I believe in Jesus and I'm supposed to get to heaven if I accept his sacrifice for me. So, okay, cool. And my friend's sick, so I'll pray for her. I'm supposed to be reading my Bible, but he becomes something that's so not real to us. And I hate that (laughs) because he is, he's so real and he's so worthy and he's so much bigger than us. And we're just these little small ants in the earth that like just think we're so overly important and the things that we get involved in and all the other things that we just really neglect him and who he is and so my challenge to you as well as to myself is to examine your heart really like honestly could you do this could you sit down and just write what's hindering you from moving closer to the Lord I'm not saying like well you know you're writing down like well I think the thing that's hindering me is me just not getting up earlier to read my Bible I'm talking about like really examine your heart and your life and really see like, am I involved in something that's hindering me from moving closer to the Lord? Am I just going through the motions? What it, What is it in my life? You know, Lord, please examine my heart. Please show me the things that I need to change so that I can become closer to you. Because he wants you to move closer to him. And it is said this a hundred times, like it is abundant life here when you are able to walk with the Lord and just a personal, intimate love relationship and fellowship with your creator, who in turn makes everything in your life make sense. Because when you do it God's way, then you get fruit in your life. So anyways, okay, happy Memorial Day. (laughs) Those are all my things that I wanted to talk about and mention. Like I said, I'll mention that episode in the show notes. You really should go take a listen. And as always, if you have any questions or prayer requests or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Bye.